With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Fix is in. The Sports Fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Harry Buffalo. The Sports Fix will be live at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead for each and every Cleveland Browns game. So come on out and join in the fun. Go Browns! Business owners and professionals, do you want to take your business, your product, your team, your event to the next level? You want to advertise right here with the Sports Fix. Our listeners are among the most loyal listeners on the dial, terrestrial or internet. And our audience is one of the greatest and most receptive audiences in all of radio. The Sports Fix universe is not only listeners of the radio show, but tens of thousands of fans on Facebook and Twitter. Our social media universe expands by the day, all in the prime demographics to help drive your business directly into the winner's circle. Don't take my word for it. The Sports Fix comes with reference upon reference that have done business with us in the past and had some fun along the way. For more information on how we can help you knock your business, event, team, product, or promotion out of the park, email me, Jerry Myers, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. That's the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And let me help you swing for the fences and hit it out of the park. Advertise your product right here on the Sports Fix. Sports Fix listeners don't wait all day or all week to get in on the fun. The party doesn't stop when we go off the air all week long. The Sports Fix social media sites are your one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports. Jump over to Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix. Facebook.com slash The Sports Fix and become a fan today because we love fans and they create some of the best sports talk in town, Daddy. You'll enjoy talking to your fellow Cleveland sports fans on the Sports Fix fan page. And if Twitter's your thing, well, you know how we do it. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It's that simple. Twitter.com slash the Sports Fix CLE, baby. Chat live with the crew during all your favorite Cleveland sports events, tickets and contests and trivia and so much more. Get with us today, the Sports Fix on social media. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. Join, Join the, the Sports, sports Fix, fix on, on Facebook and Twitter today. today. Hey Cleveland, this is Anderson Verjean of the Cleveland Cavaliers. You are listening to the Sports Fix. Live in Ohio, it's time to get your fix. The Sports Fix. Welcome in, my friends. Welcome in, everybody. Whoo, what a what a morning this is. Of course. For those of you that have listened to this show for any time, you've probably heard me say this once or twice before, but it never fails that things go crazy 
when just before we're going on the air here is all kinds of things are crashing and browsers are closed and that's okay because I can get that stuff up and running while I'm talking to you and while we're getting the show up and running daddy by the way welcome into the show this is the sports fix I'm your host the big daddy on the microphone J-Rock Jerry Myers with you every weekday at noon and I love it thank you so much for joining me what a great time it is just to be able to be here with you this incredible sports fix universe 24 7 whether it's live on the sportsfix.net at noon whether it's Around the world on digital delayed 24 hours a day on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, all the different places. Mixler in the chat room. Hey, for those of you that are out there listening to me, let me know if you're able to access the Mixler chat room because that's a side place that is also a great place for conversation here on the show because myself personally, I can't get it up and I don't know if the problem is on my end or if the problem is a global problem here so please feel free to hit me up guys while you're listening to the show let me know if you're able to access the chat room and if you're able to get uh get yourselves in the mixler there other ways to get a hold of us the phone lines are open we've got a whole bunch of things going on today but right now we're going to open up the phone lines for the first segment and then i'll try to get them back open a little bit later on in the show 216-539-7535 is the number to call 216 216- 539-7535 is the number to call. You can hit us up. Facebook.com slash the sports fix. If you can't get to your phones, hit us up on Facebook. We'll read those comments throughout the show. Facebook.com slash the sports fix. Tweet with us at the sports fix CLEC. Guys, I've got your comments coming in on the little bubble that I get, but where the comments stay up very quickly and they go away, but I can't get the actual Mixler page to open up here for me so that's cool at least I've got some interaction with you guys over there and yes Charles it is the weather speaking of I'll be damned you know what what a way you know me I'm Mr. trying to be positive Joe all the time let me tell you something this morning you know wake up a little sleepy getting ready to start getting ready with my day and I realized that it's uh, garbage day and I hadn't taken out the garbage last night. I was working late last night. So I get up and you know, I've got my shorts on. I've got no shoes on. You know, I just woke up out of bed and I'm like, oh man, let me go get the garbage out real quick. Man, I take one step outside and I go, now tell me I did not just step into this icy slushy snow that I feel with my foot now turning numb here. What is going on? I look around. I had no clue that it had snowed overnight. Not a lot or anything like that. I'm not going to, not anything crazy and over exaggerating, but it snowed. You know what? Unbelievable. Although it's not unbelievable. This is Cleveland. I just wasn't ready for it. Absolutely was not ready for it. But this is about that time of year. Remember, hey, you know what? Today in history, speaking of that time of year and the cold, today, just like last night, they kicked off the World Series. Today is the anniversary of 1995, the Indians' first victory in a World Series since 1948 occurred on this day in history in 1995 and that also and I can't remember if the records fallen since then or not but I know at the time it happened it was the coldest World Series uh, opening pitch temperature on record that time in October back in 95 I don't know if it's been it probably has with all the craziness and global warming or cooling or whatever you want to call it going on so I don't know but uh anyways 
So it's the anniversary of that. And it's also snowed outside. So what a great way to start the day. Yeah, people are having problems all over the place. So whatever you've got working, we'll 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 deal with it. Whether you can hit us up on the phones, whether you hit us up on Facebook, tweet with us at the Sports Fix CLE. It doesn't matter. Email us, the Sports Fix at AOL.com. And don't forget, 24-7 one-stop shop for all things Cleveland sports thesportsfix.net. Hit us up. We definitely want to hear from you and interact with you in any way. Like I said, a busy show today. Kind of moving some things out of order. Normally, 1235 on Thursdays. BJ Riddell joins us for Fantasy Football for Winners. Well, we're going to move that up a little bit today because we've got a special guest coming in at 1235. 1220, BJ Riddell will be here with us. A quick and hard-hitting, to-the-point Fantasy Football for Winners. 1235, the CSU Vikings men's basketball head coach Gary Waters scheduled to join us. Looking forward to talking to Coach Waters for the first time this season. They got practices officially underway this past week, and they're getting ready to roll in. We're heading up to the beginning of the Vikings season, Cavs season on the way, basketball time. Daddy feels good. But CSU Vikings men's coach Gary Waters is going to be with us just about 30 minutes from now. A little bit later on in the show, we're going to talk about the Cavs. They've got their final preseason game. Man, how about Tristan Thompson? Man, Tristan Thompson had a double-double in less than 10 minutes. We're going to talk some Cavs basketball as they get ready to wrap up the preseason slate. Indians sent out some some brochures and some questionnaires of the fan base and once again polling the fan base about changing the logo we haven't really touched that a whole lot here lately on the show it's been a while since we talked about that so i may get to that a little bit later so much more and as i said we want to hear from you so hit us up on any of the various social media platforms the first thing i wanted to do actually speaking of phone calls it kind of segues perfectly to where i wanted to start the show i wanted to talk a little bit here about Yesterday, the news came out as we were going on the air with Jason Campbell and the whole thing. And really, I, I want to tell you right now that I'm done for now beating the whole Brandon Whedon horse in the ground because that change has been made. And now I think the focus of Browns fans, I think the focus of all of us should be the same thing as the focus of the Browns players moving forward, going forward. Jason Campbell's your guy for now. Let's go out there and see what happens. I got a phone call, actually, right before we went on the air. I'm going to go ahead and fire this up. It's perfect. It's the yeah first take of the day here on the phone lines, and they're open to you, 216-539-7535. Do you think, do you expect, or do you hope, or, or do you expect no difference, some difference, big difference in the Browns when they play this weekend in their all-around attitude with Jason Campbell now installed at the quarterback? Let me kick things off right here. This call came just as we went on the air. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that uh, I was talking to J-Rock. Uh, this right. is Johnny from um, Brandon, Florida. I called the other day. Um, Jason Campbell's not our answer either. Um, I can quarterback that team uh, if they would let me, but I'm too old, I think. I'm 53, so I don't think they would let me do it. Um, I was glad to know that I was on the radio the other day. I know one thing for sure, uh, nothing's going to change Sunday. Enjoy your day. Till then, go Browns. There you go. And you know what? I want, I love the way he started that phone call, by the way. Well, I didn't know I was talking to J-Rock. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. You were talking to J-Rock, Daddy. But so right off the bat, doesn't feel there's going to be a difference. You know how he said he he thought, you know, maybe he could do it too. Let's get let's get into that for a minute before we hit the Brown side of it. How about the Rams? Reports that they contacted Brett Favre, 44, 45, whatever Brett Favre is, year old, 
Brett Favre to see if he wanted to come out of, out of retirement for the season to help the Rams get through their problem there at quarterback. Jeff Garcia, he's calling the radio stations around Cleveland and, and throwing his hat in the ring, trying to put the Browns out there on front street there. And um, what, what is the ridiculous there with that, man? The, the Jeff Garcia thing, we were talking about that. On our Facebook page, had a long conversation going actually in the hour leading up to the show there, talking about some stuff like that. And the Jeff Garcia thing was kind of ridiculous. He put the Browns, he knew what he was doing too, but he put the Browns in a, in a no win, in a bad, in a, or a bad situation there. I mean, it was bad form on his part. He was basically trying to, it's that old, uh, it's like an old carny trick. It was, he was basically trying to force the Browns' hand. You know, I thought it was in bad form, but I mean, the guy's looking to make himself relevant somewhere because, as I said yesterday on the show, when I briefly touched on that, even if it doesn't happen, it got his name out, not just locally, but it got his name back out around. And guess what? Some team like the Rams that are going to bring a half a dozen quarterbacks into camp and, or into, into tr- practice for the week and do the things that they've been doing, they might hear that name out there and they might go, well, you know what? Call his agent. See if he wants to come in and toss the ball around. And then guess what? Maybe Jeff Garcia gets himself a payday to come into the league and start a game or two before somebody finds out that he doesn't have it. Or maybe they find out that he does have it. Who knows? I I don't want to find out here in Cleveland. <laughs> I'll take my chances with Jason Campbell over Jeff Garcia. No offense, Mr. Garcia. But uh, <laughs> seriously, guys. But it does go to show you there, man. That's why he did that. And then, you know, some people twisted the story around and put the heat on the Browns like the Browns called Jeff Garcia or some ridiculous story like that. I mean, and as I was telling Craig on Facebook, I said, man, that's publicity stunt. I said, if you want, I could do that right now. I could go right now. I could start, I could start on my show and I can call around to everybody else's shows. And I could say, I throw my hat in the ring. I think I'm a better quarterback than Brandon Whedon. Actually, I, I may be a better quarterback. No, see, even I wouldn't make a statement like that, but I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man. The way Brandon Whedon, he, the broken shell of a Brandon Whedon that's left, that that quiver and hump that's over in the corner that needs to be put out of its misery at this point, I may be a better quarterback than that. I don't know. Maybe not when he first started out and actually thought that he had a future in the NFL. Man, I'll tell you what. You talk about mentality. Talk about regression. We- lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We talked about it this week with Whedon. See, I didn't want to go onto that, but I'm just going to mention, I truly believe that he is the, the perfect example of how psychology and how your head gets twisted up and how how you your, your mentality actually affects your, your play, no matter what your physical abilities. I mean, some people think that it's, 
just the intense, the, the the paper. Some people think it's just the physical gifts. They don't. Some people say, oh, well, that stuff's the psychology's overblown and 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 all of that. You you get paid to play and and all that other stuff. And I I disagree. I disagree. I think Brandon Whedon, besides the fact that he's a terrible quarterback now, but I think he's the perfect example of regression and how you think within yourself and how you get within yourself and you, you the outside forces, and then, then you start to see disbelief, I think, in your peers. And I'm telling you, yeah, if you guys think that the story's not coming out down the road, we're going to find out a, you know, the true story on all of all of how uh, how this whole process went down. But he's the perfect example of that right there. And that's why I think that Jason Campbell does make a difference, arguably. You can negligible about the perhaps the effects and how great of a difference, but I think it's the mental difference that he's going to make, that he's going to bring across the board to the other players on the team. You know, some guy, Josh Gordon came out and said, well, you know, it's strange. We're on our third quarterback of the season and some other guys and, and everybody's torn. You got to think that, you know, looking around, this is, it's definitely, I mean, here we are less than halfway through the season and they're on the third quarterback. Now you do have to take that with a grain of salt because we all do know really that, Brian Hoyer breaking his leg. That was a fortuitous just change of the season for the the way things would have went. And who knows about that? But just like at the same time, the opportunity that opened up for him to get there and get in there for the first time. You know what I'm saying? So that does change this a little bit. That changed the circumstances. Then you add in the, the all the other things that have come around. This is a very unique season thus far for the Cleveland Browns franchise. Now that's saying a lot. And I'm not saying that in the bad way. I'm not saying that kind of in the mocking way, looking towards some of the failures of the past 14 years. I'm looking outside of that box and I'm just looking at this season. I mean, before the show, we were talking a little bit about Chud too. When I, when I was uh, conversating with some of the listeners on Facebook and, and how and and I did question a few of the things that he's done in the last few weeks, but I want to see how his first season plays out because I think for a rookie head coach, he's had quite a bit against. I mean, people were quick to make a lot of excuses for Pat Shermer too, you know, and he had a lot against him too. I'll tell you, Pat Shermer did himself no favors with the, with his smugness, but Pat Shermer had a lot against him too. I'll, I'll be straight up with you. I mean, look, he had the, the the lockout going on. He had all kinds of things going on. He had the quarterback issues. He had Holmgren who was really throwing him under the bus and was, you know, there was a lot of, a whole lot there and he didn't do himself any favors by not hiring an offensive coordinator and thinking that he could wear too many hats and, all that. A lot of things contributed to that. Man, I'll tell you, though, as much as, and I was, whew, I was king of the I don't like Pat Shermer bandwagon, most definitely, man. But, man, you look at Whedon and you look at the things that happened with him this year. And I agree. Oh, no, no, no. I, I agree, Vince. The lockout affected every team. Don't uh, don't mistake what I'm saying there. I'm not saying that that. I'm just saying that as a young head coach breaking into the – that's a terrible way to get started. That's an absolutely terrible way for things to start. And, and it just – it really – everything everything snowballed. And, but my point being is look at what <laughs> – look at what happened with, with Brandon Whedon. And think about how much how much of that affected the last regime too. I mean, look, I'm I'm happy with the way things went because I wasn't a Brandon – or excuse me, I'm not Brandon Whedon. I wasn't a – 
a, I was not a Pat Shermer fan to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was for the best of the Browns either way down the road. To me, you guys are going to say I'm nuts, but I'm going to go back to Eric Mangini. I, I think I wish that if we could butterfly effect back, I'd rather kept that of the last few recent coaches because I really liked what he was. But he was doing it with the smoke and mirrors way, which you got to be realistic with the veterans and the older guys that are going to get you eight or nine wins. They're going to get you. They're going to get you into the playoffs. They're going to get you that, you know, that lower playoff seed, but they're never going to get past that. And you don't have the young core, the opposite, basically the opposite way to build a franchise of what the Browns are trying to do now. But I did like that Eric Mangini had instilled some discipline and that he had, you know, gotten a lot of the stupid penalties and a lot of that stuff out of the way. And you did notice that when he left, that all went right back. And now that's something that's being worked on and drilled on again and again. But regardless, that's all in the past. We're looking at the future. And this Sunday, it's Jason Campbell going to Kansas City. And I'm going to say it again. I have no problem saying that I think it unless if Jason Campbell goes out here and plays quarterback resembling the quarterback play that we've gotten from Brandon Whedon and that we've gotten in the, in the distant past where it's, oh, you, there is no chance to win this game. Matter of fact, if Jason Campbell does not play negligibly better than Brandon Whedon did at quarterback, the Browns are going to be hard pressed to win a lot of games the rest of the season. And that's just being realistic. However, if he does what I truly believe he could do, which is not come in and make miracles, daddy, just come in and right the ship, just come in and be a game manager. I think he keeps the Browns in every game. I think the defense and special teams gives them a chance to win. And I'm very interested to see starting this Sunday what can happen. And I'm going to say this. If we get a relatively decent performance out of Jason Campbell, then I think the Browns become the first loss in the column for the Kansas City Chiefs. A low-scoring 17, 16, 15, 14, somewhere. Well, I hope it's not 15 because that's a whole lot of field goals. But you you get my point. Point being that I can truly see the Browns making that happen because while the Chiefs are undefeated, they are not a juggernaut-type undefeated team. They're a year removed from 2-14, and 14, and they weren't that bad. I've said that before. They weren't a 2-14 and 14 team, but at the same time, they're not a 7-0 and team. Well, they are because their record. You know what I'm trying to say. Point being is that they can be beat. They do not have an explosive offense. The Browns do have a defense. There's a battle of two defenses, and it's whichever defense can affect the opposing quarterback first. So if Jason Campbell can manage the game as good or better than Alex Smith, then the Browns have a better than good chance to go in there and upset Kansas City. And if not, at least put on a defensive performance. Now, I do agree. The key defensively is going to be stopping Jamal Charles. And you know what? I'm going to talk some of that with B.J. Riddell. We're coming. Let's get to the break right here, and we'll talk some more about this a little bit later on. And tomorrow, don't forget, Jonathan Knight's with us. Ryan Ruiz is with us. Jeff Gorman's with us. Our big, full Friday blast-off as we preview the Browns, and we'll look at the Chiefs game from all the way around. But let's take the break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to B.J. Riddell. Not only are we going to talk a little bit of fantasy football for winners here, but I'll talk to him about how some of these changes and whether it's Jason Campbell here, there's injuries around the league. As he says, injury equals opportunity. And we'll talk about the opportunities that are open for some people this week. We're talking fantasy football for winners when we come back. Don't forget, CSU Vikings head coach Gary Waters joins us in about 15 minutes. We've still got Tribe Talk, Cavs, and so much more. You're listening to the Sports Fix. Nothing. Brown and orange, muni lot. We about to get it jumping. Repping the Browns. When you see me, you know everything. Brown and orange, brown and orange, brown and orange.
The Sports Fix, the show that asks the question. We'll be right back. Guys, want to take just a second as we head into this break and remind you about the official business printing source of the Sports Fix, our friends at Signs and Ship. Signs and Ship, I'm telling you, Chris and Pam, they've taken care of me since day one, and they can do the same for you. Whether you're a small business that's already been established and you're looking to grow to that next level and expand your business, or perhaps you've got an idea that you just know is going to be a great business and you need to figure out how to brand it and how to promote it and put it out there, Signs and Ship is the place for you. If you need a logo, they can create one for you. They have a fantastic graphic designer. Business cards, signs, banners, yard signs, mobile advertising, anything you can think of that you need to promote your business, they've got it at Signs and Ship. The best thing about them, too, is each of their locations, whether it's the home base here in Elyria, Ohio that I work with, or their spots in Virginia, Florida, and Pennsylvania. It's all local sourced. Very important to me because we all understand that small business is the lifeblood of the community. So check them out, signsandship.com, or call Chris and Pam today, 440-323-6060, the home office in Elyria, Ohio. Signs and Ship, quality printing at affordable prices. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. At the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, it's basketball time at the Q. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? depth personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Joe Dray, Fred McLeod, Hector Marinero. Discussing the most intimate and sometimes controversial details of the largest moments in our town's sports history. The Indians have won the divisional title. A perfect game, Belen Barker. What a win for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Their first time in the playoffs. It's the first book written from the players' point of view, with the media that covered it and the fans that watched. Finally, the true stories are told. From a miracle in Richfield to the NBA Finals. From a perfect game to a World Series one pitch from victory. From a Wildcat High School dynasty to the golden days of the Browns, Barons, and Crunch, this book will change the way the entire sports nation looks at Cleveland. Cleveland, you will have an October to remember. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Just in time for the holidays. This is your home run present. Sports Fix listeners, like us on Facebook today. Facebook.com slash the Sports Fix. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Saturday is Coors Light College Football Saturday with $6 pitchers, four bottles for 10 bucks, and the Buckeyes in full HD. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead all winter long. Harry Buffalo, join the herd. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. You're listening to the Sports Fix.
Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. Man, I need a, re- a reboot on my computer, but I did fix. I did fix a couple of the problems, man. You guys know how it is with Flash players and all these different things going on. And you know when you've got a whole lot of devices. I mean, we're running the whole deal here off of a couple of computers. And, man, I couldn't get the chat room open. You guys were chatting away. I'm looking at it now. I couldn't keep up with it. Could Now we're back in it. All right. I at least got the chat room back up and running. I've got the Facebook and the Twitter. People, people there get flooded by my tweets probably wondering why they haven't had 50 tweets this morning. So I need to get to work there. Got to get right back to it because, man, we're running so behind schedule. Going back to the phone lines. You're listening to the Sports Fix. This is J-Rock, and I'm going to the phone lines. We're going to talk fantasy football for the next few minutes. I know it's going to be a, a little tight version of what we usually do, but every Thursday we talk to B.J. Riddell and help you set your lineups right before the week gets started. It's the author of Fantasy Football for Winners. B.J., how you doing this afternoon? Good, J-Rock. How are you doing? How's your team doing? Hey, I'm doing all right. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. Oh, man. Last week. Uh, last week I had a bit of a tough week because I unfortunately had way too many point getters on buys last week. But that's okay. I'm 5-2. and two. Actually, our league had both of the... Uh, Last undefeated teams fall, so I'm I'm just a game off the pace right now. I'm five and two. Good, good, good. How about yourself? How are you doing? I've uh, I've got uh, I feel good. I've been stacking up on guys who uh, are going to help me come playoff time. Uh, I've been trying to seize on uh, guys whose value is much higher than the people who have them think they are. So a guy who you know, take a Tom Brady for example. Man, he's been off for the last couple weeks. But he's got Gronkowski back. He should be getting Danny Amendola back either this week as expected. If for some reason there's a setback, hopefully next week. The point is the old Tom Brady, maybe not you know the four touchdown a game at his peak, Tom Brady, but at the very least a solid bet for two two and a half touchdowns on average per week. A guy who could be an every week starter in the second half of the season. Everyone out there should be looking at Tom Brady as a major target. And I think there are a lot of guys out there people need to think about uh, who are way below value, far too low than what they should be. That's how you win at this game. It's not selling low and buying high. It's the opposite. Talking to B.J. Riddell, we're talking some fantasy football here, fantasy football for winners to be exact. And I was talking about in the last segment, the Browns, of course, changed their quarterbacks this week. Now, third time this season, we've now got Jason Campbell in there. Just as I asked you about Brian Hoyer before, from a fantasy perspective, where do you sit looking at where the Browns are offensively here? How does this change your thoughts, not only on whether Jason Campbell's an effective use somewhere or Jordan Cameron, Josh Gordon, and those various people affected by Jason Campbell now being the quarterback over Brandon Whedon. 
Yeah, I would have preferred to have Whedon and Campbell if I've got Gordon or uh, Cameron on my team. Um, I think Jason Campbell is capped in terms of what he can do uh, in terms of throwing the ball. You know, he came up with the Redskins. I'm from, you know, from Washington, D.C. Uh, I watched him uh, not make the most of the situations that he was given, and the Redskins, after about three seasons, realized that he had very uh, significant limits in terms of what he could do. Some would say, you know, obviously Brandon Whedon has limits as well, but at least Whedon has the chemistry with his players. Uh, it's tough mid-season, especially with the Browns still being in the playoff hunt, to come in with a guy who uh, should be no better than a third stringer on most teams and suddenly being thrust in that starting role. Worse yet, he has the tough, toughest matchup of any quarterback playing this this week. That's because he's going into Kansas City facing the number one defense. So, you know, you look at a guy who's going at Kansas City, then the Ravens, then a Biden in Cincinnati, and before you know it, you can have a situation where Campbell's throwing more interceptions and touchdowns, maybe keeping his yardage in the, in the hundreds instead of the two to three hundreds, all because primarily, uh, you know, his, his uh, ceiling is capped and he's facing really tough defenses. So I think it's not a fair representation on the one hand. On the other hand, it may force people who have Gordon and Cameron to think twice about holding on to them for the next few weeks. They can cash out and get much better talent somewhere else for the long haul. Absolutely. What are your thoughts this week? We've seen some players. We talk all the time about how injury equals opportunity. I know I've only got a few minutes here with you. What players do you see perhaps that have stepped in like Peyton Hillis, some old Josh Freeman that changed a little bit already, but that have stepped in that you think could be effective fantasy football fill-ins or, or players here for the rest of the season. Yeah, I wasn't high on Freeman uh, the past couple weeks when on your show and other shows, I, you know, I talked about him. He's a cast off of Tampa Bay. He's not to be trusted. He's the third stringer, kind of like Campbell. Um, you know, Mike James is a huge opportunity in Tampa Bay. Mike Glennon is a much better quarterback than Freeman was. They have terrific offensive weapons in Vincent Jackson and Mike Williams. Doug, Doug Martin got about 20 to 25 carries a game. There's no reason why Mike James can't carry the load. On the flip side, I would caution people about Harry Douglas. His value will never be higher. Tony Gonzalez had his worst game of the season. Roddy White's been hurt. Steven Jackson is coming back. It all spells trouble for Harry Douglas. He's not going to be putting up 100 yards and a touchdown every week. And I would submit most weeks he'll be in the 60 to 80 yard range with maybe no TDs. So there are guys you got to think about as playing out of their minds who are going to scale back. And guys who are coming in, like you said, with injuries, equal opportunities where they have a chance to really step up and, and make a big difference. The big thing for your listeners to understand is that fantasy football is not about absolutes. It's about relativity. It's about perspective. If you've got a guy coming in who is low value, who exceeds that value, it could be the time to sell. If you've got a guy who comes in uh, with, uh, you know, with high value and falls short, uh, then maybe it's a time to assess whether that value is accurate or not. And that takes some research and analysis and understanding what the context is. How, how much are they being targeted that week? Who's coming back who might impact their targets and in, impact their red zone uh, targets? So people need to think about those things. I think Mike James is a huge opportunity to be a top 15 to top 20 running back, which is this stage of the game. If you can grab a guy like that, I'm sure he's taken in most leagues at this point, then it's a steal when you think about a lot of people who are drafting a number 15, number 20 running back in the third or fourth round, you have a chance in the season to grab third, fourth round talent. 
that's that's what makes fantasy football something that everyone needs to pay attention to throughout the season. All right. Uh, last question. Anybody you see out there besides the names that you've listed that are good, probably out there on the waiver wire pickups, maybe a Riley Cooper, Jerome Simpson, anybody that you're seeing that if there's the opportunity there, they can still make some impact in your league. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Cooper. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a fluke what he's done the last couple of weeks. I am high on Jerome Simpson. The fact is Greg Jennings is not the same uh, receiver he was at Green Bay as he is in Minnesota. I think Jerome Simpson is the primary offensive threat on the receiving end in Minnesota. And Adrian Peterson has been hobbled. Uh, there's some question over how effective he will be this week or even if he'll play this week, although I think he will. And so expect Jerome Simpson to be a major, major acquisition for anyone looking for a number three receiver. Roy Hallou is an interesting choice at running back. I wouldn't have people go out and grab him and start him right away. I think his three touchdown performance last week was more a, you know, a fluke of circumstances and an actual credit to you know what he brings to the table. But he is a handcuff to Alfred Morris. He could be in for some goal line carries. And he's a desperation play who's better than a lot of desperation plays at this point in the season. All right, B.J. Riddell, author of Fantasy Football for Winners. Sorry about the short segment. I've got Coach Waters coming in in just a few minutes. I appreciate it. Next week, we'll sit down our normal time, our normal length, and we'll dive into the next week of fantasy football, getting closer to playoffs here. What, about halfway through the fantasy season? That's right. Always a pleasure, All right. Great week. You got it. B.J. Riddell, Fantasy Football for Winners. We'll talk to you next week, my man. We're going to go to the break. When we come back, CSU Vikings head coach Gary Waters joins us next, live on the Sports Fix. We here at the Sports Fix want to make all of your dreams come true. What about my dream? Even if I told you I can't build your candy house, it will fall down. The sun will melt the candy. It won't work. It will if it never rains. Oh, maybe not all of them. Get your fix on the Sports Fix. Hey guys, as we hit the break, just want to mention the Sports Fix, of course, proud to be partners with Harry Buffalo in North Olmstead, home of each and every Browns game day Sunday, the Sports Fix, broadcasting pre-game, post-game, and halftime shows live in the house. We're giving away prizes, doing some trivia contests, having a great time each and every Browns game. Whether they win or lose on the field, everybody's a winner because we have a party each and every Browns game at the Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Don't forget as well, they've got Coors Light College game day Saturdays. Get all your Buckeye action there. Great drink specials on Sundays. Those hair of the dog pitchers are only $10, and that right there turns a bad day and a frown upside down. All of that, Monday night football, your favorite Browns players watching the game with you, and so much more. The Harry Buffalo North Olmstead just outside Great Northern Mall. We'll see you there for each and every Browns game. Don't forget, Harry Buffalo, proud sponsor of the Sports Fix. Join the herd. This is head coach Gary Waters at Cleveland State, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. The Sports Fix is now available every day on the world's largest internet radio service, iHeartRadio. Download the free iHeartRadio app, subscribe to the show, and get your fix. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt, it's a statement. GVArtwork.com News break. Good morning, I'm Bob Picozzi. He started four games in this postseason, and John Lester's ERA is a sparkling 1.67. In Boston, the 29-year-old southpaw 
shut out the Cardinals on five hits for seven and two-thirds innings in an 8-1 Red Sox win in Game 1 of the World Series. You know how aggressive they can be at times. You know, we wanted to set the tone and, and get them swinging. You know, that's, that's important for my game as far as, you know, getting that fastball and cutter involved and, and make sure that they're not able to just lock in and, and key on, on certain areas on the Mike Napoli doubled in three runs off Adam Wainwright in the first. David Ortiz added a two-run homer in the seventh. Game two tonight at Fenway, 7 Eastern time on ESPN Radio. It will be Mike Owaka versus John Lackey. John Mattingly, who has only one year remaining in his contract, says he's ready to return to manage the Dodgers next season. Sources tell ESPNLosAngeles.com the Dodgers intend to begin discussing a new contract with Mattingly in the next few days. ESPN's Adam Schefter is reporting the Rams called Brett Favre to see if he's interested in coming out of retirement, but he said no. The Tampa Bay Bucks will try to avoid the 7th 0-7 start in franchise history this evening when they host Carolina in the Thursday night game. Valvoline introduced motor oil back in 1866, and they've been reinventing it ever since. Always working to create the next great oil for the next great engine. Valvoline, 140 years under the hood. to the sports fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net and around the world on digital delay on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and so many different formats. Guys, ooh, man, sorry for rushing through that last segment. I actually feel really bad. The way things scheduled out, BJ Riddell, I love to sit down and spend more time with him. So next week we'll definitely do that. So my apologies, my apologies to you who especially tune in to talk some fantasy football. We rushed through that. We've rushed through the beginning of the show, but we'll slow things down now. Let's groove a little bit here. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you. And real quick, as you heard doing the news, I don't know what I was more surprised about with the Rams. I don't know if it was that they reached out to Brett Favre or that he said no because I figured he would have at least said maybe and we would have been due for a week or two of like people camping outside Brett Favre's house and seeing if he was going to come out and maybe give a decision this day or not, you know. So I was surprised that he just straight said no because Brett Favre has never missed. And I love Brett Favre, by the way, but he's never missed an opportunity to waffle on whether or not he wants to play some football again. Welcome back to the Sports Fix. We're not talking football now. We are getting ready to talk some hoops some oh man hoops all around going around but CSU Vikings men's hoops officially practice kicked off it's my first time of the season we talked to him what about a month or two back in the summer but CSU Vikings men's basketball coach Gary Waters coming back on the show with us so glad to have him back on coach Waters how you doing this afternoon I'm doing well how are you doing hey I'm doing fantastic I know you're doing good because it's hoops time you're ready to rock and roll yeah, we're excited, and uh, I really enjoy the group I got, and uh, and they're excited to get going. Let's talk about it. When we talked in the summer, you guys were just getting ready. Actually, we talked right before you departed on your trip overseas. I know Al Pulowski was with us last week, and we talked a little bit about that European tour, and I guess, you know, even though it's a great experience, you know, maybe a little not as high. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I had quality teams that you played, but still there were a lot of valuable things that came out of that trip overseas. Oh, definitely. And one of the biggest things that came out is that we got a chance to know each other because, you know, we added new, some new faces to the program and uh, we're trying to have a different unit go out there on the floor and play and, and they have to have time together out on the floor. And by going overseas, we got a little head start on it. Absolutely, and, and and you guys got to play some. Even though it's a different level of professional, those are professionals over there, and it was a good experience all the way around, not just on the court, but as you said, off the court too. And you guys have been working hard. I know, I know, taking advantage too. Al was talking to me about the new expanded time frame. You can use the same number of practices, but you can spread them out over a longer set of time now this year, right? Yes, and that that's probably the best thing the NCAA has, AA has done over the last, I'm gonna say, fifty years. It's really in, in the area of basketball. It has really allowed you to, to, to concentrate on what you need to concentrate. It's given you the time to do so. And it also gives your players time to recuperate and come back. Because you're not trying to cram so much into, into such a, a compressed period of time. That's right. And they're getting time off the rest of their bodies. And that's a good thing, especially here, you know, and keeping guys healthy, we know is important. Last year, you guys are getting Anton Grady back. You know, we lost him, what, just six games into the season last year. I know he's a, a big piece coming in of what you got, as you said. Plus, you've got so many of these guys. Me and Al were talking about that last week, just how, how much young talent you guys have got coming up and so many returning young guys on this team. Oh yes, and uh, and that's that's the uniqueness about it. It gives you vigor and 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 youth within yourself when you got all these young guys playing for you. Absolutely, I mean, talk about Anton. What a difference that makes having him here. I think we saw it last year. The the difference when he came out of that lineup as when he, when you have him in there. Well, let me give you the difference, and this will tell you. Anton went out in Game Six. Okay. And I and I and I'm not gonna count Game Six only because when he went out, it was a I think we were up two points when he went out. Okay. Okay. Um, but up until that time, we had played five games. Okay. And we were four and one. The only game we had lost to was um, Michigan. Okay. Right. We were, yeah. We were four and one. And we were holding teams, and I didn't realize this. We were holding teams to 37% defensively. Okay? I know that's music to your ears right there. uh, From then on, now hear me, you know what the record ended up, but our defensive percentage went up to 46 so it was, I mean, he was a big key in a lot of things we did. We, I didn't realize it was that much of a difference until I looked at the stats. And it just I mean, really, it floored me. It is. That's literally the difference between a team hitting close to a third of their shots and close to half of their shots. I mean, not exactly, but it's, it's in that range to where that's a significant difference there. Well, sure. and the other thing is, is that we went 14 and 18 last year, correct? There were four games that we could have won last year. And that that whole record would have been 18 and 14, and you're feeling different about yourself. And of those four games, now hear me, if if Anton, not one game we scored over 55 points. If Anton plays, we're in, you add another 14 to that, or 12, you know, because that's what he averaged. Anton plays, we win every one of those four games without even a touch. That's how valuable he was to us last year. And I really didn't, I'm just doing this now. Going, I mean, taking these statistics <laughs> and looking at them, I'm saying, man, that's a different. That's a whole year difference. 
Man, and it really is. That's significant. And you think about, too, what it would have been when you had you didn't know what you had necessarily in Bryn Forbes. He came up and really, you know, made himself the newcomer of the year last year. And then look what he did, too. And, oh, yeah. And then him this year in Europe, he hit, what, over 50% from three-point. Yeah, and shot the average about 22 points a game. He scored yeah. points for us. And now, you know, he's feeling pretty confident in himself. And I think one of the reasons, I'm going to be honest with you, Jerry, is that he feels confident because he got a big guy on there down there that's doing some things to help him. Yeah, there you go, too. You put those two in and Charlie Lee, all three of them predicted. Well, you know, I, and I'm gonna give you, and let me give you another statistic that I'll tell you. And, I, and I, hear me, the reason why I'm giving you this right now, because I just went over it, really right. looking at this stuff. And, and and you caught me right in the middle of it. Charlie, in those first five, four, those first uh, four games, averaged 16 points a game and seven assists. You take those first five games away. I mean, that's in the first five games. After that, he I think he was 11 and four, 11 and 4.5 or something like that. Yeah, he had like four and a half assists a game or whatever. So, yeah, right there, it'll show you too. I mean, those three I mean, together. This man meant that much, gave them that much confidence out on the floor. That's going to be a difference maker. I'm telling you, I'm, I know you're excited. I'm excited. For those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Sports Fix. We're talking to CSU Vikings men's basketball head coach Gary Waters. And I'll tell you, man, those three are just the core of a team here. I mean, what do you have? You only have, is it three returning seniors on this team? Yeah, but let me tell you this. We added two new players that I really feel are going to be instant help to us. And one is Trey Lewis, who transferred to us. He's oh, from yeah. Cleveland, transferred to us from Penn State. And he's a, he, and you know over in uh, overseas he was a double digit score for us over there, and then we added another kid that that uh, that came because his father was ill and had to come back to Cleveland. He's from Cleveland and he was at Miami Ohio and he was their t- one of their top scorers at Miami Ohio. He came back to us and was double digits overseas with us. Then, yeah, so both of those kids will add to us and give us something. That's exactly what was next on my list was those two guys. I mean, Harris, when Al and I were talking the other day, I mean, that's a guy that that's definitely an added weapon right there that kind of fell into your lap. Oh, well, I call that a blessing. You got that right. <laughs> I mean, out of nowhere, we get that. And I mean, and that's added on to the to the core that you've got there. And I mean, and then you add on to there a couple of guys. Last year, you were telling me how excited you were about ID coming up. Ismail Dowda and oh yes, Hill he brings and... in a defensive presence to help us there. And, uh, and then you have you know I even mentioned people like Devin Long who who started for us and came on strong at the yep. end of the year. And and uh, and and I didn't talk about uh, uh, Marlon uh, Marlon Mason who's going. This should be one of his his better games. Absolutely, and now I mean, at the games, league, I'm in better seasons. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly where you're coming from, I mean, and you put it all together. Um, you know, I've got questions here coming in in the chat room for you. First, let me break from what we're doing. Ask you one of those. Uh, Vince, the author, wants to know: Looking at the Horizon League with Butler, do you think that Brad Stevens leaving there is going to, you know, kind of affect the the progress of that franchise or that that program and what they've put together there? Well, I, I think he will affect him leaving Butler. He's going. That's going to affect them. They they've gone to a higher major league. I mean that league is higher, and uh, and every night you're going to be playing teams of high magnitude. So that's going to hurt them. That's going to hurt them. It's going to take them a while to recuperate and get 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 settled into that league. Uh, in regards to our league, Butler has 
it was a big mainstay in our league. They were, I mean, they were the front runners. They were the ones that NCAA looked at in our league. And that, you know, obviously that hurts you a little. But I think it's some teams in this league this year that are going to step up. You know, you got a right state that's that's been doing well. They did well for their first time last year, and now they're they're back at it again. Then you have uh, you have uh, Green Bay, who was picked to, who's picked to win our league. Yeah, Green Bay, and they're and they're a pretty solid team. And you got to worry about them. We add a new team that I think has got some of the best offensive players coming into our league, and that's in Oakland. Looking ahead at that schedule, you know, I was looking at something. I mean, you guys definitely have a couple. You've got, you know, Robert Morris, Ball State, a couple of, you know, Akron as usual. Your preseason schedule, looking at, or pre-conference schedule, I'm sorry, looking at some of these. you got, and then, of course, Kentucky, the big one there in the uh, in the tournament. Well, our first game of the season is going to be one of our toughest games. They're NCAA bound. They went to the NCAA yeah. last year. They really haven't lost anybody but one player. And they're expecting, and I, I listen on on ESPN, they expect this team to average 90 points a game, and that's Iona. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to talk to you about that right off the bat there. You've got Iona, so it's, it's definitely got to get your team honed in there right away. And it's coming down yeah. to, what are we, like uh, less than two weeks from tip-off of the season, right? That's right. That's right. So we got to, I mean, there's some things that we got to get our act together and be prepared for. And, uh, and, 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 you know, and then I'm going to tell you something. The other thing that really makes our schedule tough this year, we played 15 games, uh, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, what do you call it pre-conference schedule, 15 games of that 15, 11 of them now. I say it's actually 10, but i got to put Kentucky in there as well. Our veteran ball clubs with mostly seniors. And they're expecting to have their better year, if you get what I'm saying. Like a Akron, uh, like a Eastern Michigan, like a Robert Moores. I mean, all these teams are in their better years. So in every game we go out this year, we're going to have to play. But you guys also kind of need that tough uh, pre-conference schedule because you've got to say that with Butler not being in the horizon, that's going to hurt the horizon's overall strength of schedule. And, and looking at if you're looking at aspirations of you know the NCAA tournament down the year, and I know that's a long way from now, but some of those teams in that tough schedule because you can't control the teams that you have to play within your conference. Uh, and but and you that's can. very true. That's very true. So when they when they look at your team and your your RPI. I, uh, RP, uh, your RPI and see where yeah. you're at. We we should have a pretty high one because of the teams we're playing. How much do you think that affects the that's going to affect the strength of the Horizon League when it comes to rating teams for the tournament down the road with Butler not being there? I mean, even though as you said there are some strong teams, but well, but I think I think perception. we have five teams in our conference that will have pretty good RPIs. They'll be 150 and below. There's about five teams now. There's there's four others you don't know where they'll stand, and if they, but we'll never be a type of conference that'll go above, way above 250. If you get what I'm saying, right. now, that's why we're one of, that's why we're the 12th ranked conference in the country because we won't have, uh, you know, like Milwaukee who didn't have their better year last year but have had great years prior. They're usually considered a pretty good team, and and they'll be under 200. And so you have men like Valpo, who who won the league last year, and going back back a little bit because they lost seven. I mean, seven of their top uh, eight players. You know, they'll go back a step, but at the same time, they've still been been considered one of the better teams. You feel me? What I'm saying there? So they're gonna always get a decent ranking in the top 200. 
that I like about our league. The other thing is, if if all five of them can continue to do well and when they're playing good teams, then the loss of Butler won't hurt us as bad as it would if if we had Butler ourselves and let's say uh, 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 Green Bay and then everybody else at the bottom. It's not going to help us. Right, absolutely. You know, last year when we talked, I remember previewing the season last year, and you said, Jerry, wait, I, you know, this year's this year, but the next few, because you, you saw what you had coming with the youth and the recruits that you had coming in, and now you're at the beginning of that. You still have, though, such a young team. Uh comment in the chat room said, you can't just schedule strong. You have to win those games, too. Now, obviously, you coach and, and prepare to win every game, but looking at your team, the youth and the, and the talent that you've got, what are your goals for this season? Like that preseason, that pre-conference part of the schedule. Realistically, how do you want to go through that? How do you see your team coming through that before? Well, we, you know, we we want to at least win eighty percent of those games. That's a goal of ours, and, oh, right. or more. And uh, and at the same time, we want to do well on the road because that's where you get. I mean, that's where everything is uh, is built on. If you can have success on the road and and dominate your home games, you have a chance. And that's our goal in that preseason and uh, and in the pre-conference season. And I, we want every one of those games to help prepare us for our conference season. And what are what are some of your 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 goals? I know you're you set high goals, obviously, for this team. What are some of the things you're looking to see when the season's over? What do you want to see to say this? Well, our goal, was I'll a be honest with you, our year. goal is to get the Rising League tournament here for the first time. There we go. That that's a goal of ours. And secondly, then, you know, we want to go on and we want to win the championship and get to the NCAA. And then we just don't want to be in the NCAA. We want to compete in the NCAA. So those are, those are our primary goals. But to get there, you got to accomplish, you got to accomplish certain things. You got to play well on the road. Okay. You got to win your home games. If you do that, win your home games and play well on the road, you got a chance to accomplish those things. Now, winning on the road, do you find that obviously the youth of the team? Do you think that makes it? Is that harder, or is that more of an advantage because they they're more? They're, no, it's harder. Fresh. It's harder. If you think about it, uh, uh, what was that? Three years ago, we I mean, no, two years ago, we had the best road record in in the country. Yeah, that's when uh, that's when DeAndre senior year, and we were very good on the road. And uh, that if you can win on the road, it really helps you. Uh, but those were veterans. We started five, four seniors and one junior, if you get what I'm saying. So those upperclassmen can go into different places and not be intimidated. Okay. The positive thing with this group is that we got we got we got a mixture. And it, see, last year we had all youth. It was no mixture, and no on the floor experience. This year we got veterans. We got on the floor experience, and we have youth. Uh, but the youth, most of the youth that will be playing out there on the floor has some degree of experience because of last year, getting to play all all 30, 32 games, like a Bren Forbes. You know, those guys got to play long minutes because of what occurred. And that's that's funny because when you can look back a year, that's some of the things we talked about last year, how while it's a – it's it's a difficult challenge while they're playing in that first year, but when you get to that second year, they're still so young, but they have that year of experience underneath them and under their belt. Well, it only helps. Let me say this to you: it only helps if you're playing long minutes in that in that year that you're getting the experience. And what happened to us last year with all the injuries and all the things that occurred, a person like Brent Forbes was averaging 34 minutes a game. Now imagine that. Now, will he average 34 minutes a game this year? No, definitely no. 
but but he'll play a lot, and he, you know, be exact. When we went over overseas and played those games, we didn't have one player that averaged over 25 minutes. If we can maintain that with the depth that we have, I think we'll be okay. And I think that's that's important too with the type of the defense that you like to play and the effort that you like on defense. Being able to switch those guys out, and keep them fresh. That's also going to I think. Oh, help that, that's going to be paramount. I thought yeah. that really hurt us last year because those guys had to play long minutes and they wore down. You know, Charlie Lee averaged thirty three minutes. Uh, Marlon Mason averaged about twenty eight minutes. Uh, who else? Sebastian Douglas another twenty eight minutes. I mean, there's you know they're playing long minutes. And this year, hopefully, you know, if, if the injury gods play their way with you, you'll be able to have that depth and really test the, the the talent of this team. I'm excited. I know you're excited to see it, too. We've talked. I've got people in here, man. They're they're fired up, man. People are like, yeah, talking some CSU hoops in our chat room. Adam, off the beaten path here. He, <laughs> well, he it, it's exciting because, they're, like you said, they're young. And, you know, I I feel something for this team. You know, I've if you know my, my background, I've had many teams that have gone to the NCAA in different tournaments. So I got a I got a I got a vision of what it takes to get there. I see this in this team. All we gotta do is just come together at the right times. All right. So you, you, you guys, I mean, well, there's one of your answers. Charles in the chat room, there you go. He wanted to know what you thought about chances of making the NCAA tournament. You heard that. Another question, Adam says he's a big Cincinnati Bearcats fan, wonders what are the odds or the likelihood of Cincinnati scheduling of scheduling another Cincinnati I think we have them future. next year. Next year. All right, ne- there you next go, Next season, Adam. I think we have, we're in the verge of contractual uh, communication right now. And I, and I think it'll work because we've already agreed to a lot of the, the things that should happen. So I, I think we'll play them next year. There you go, Adam. There's the answer to your question. And Vashad wants to know if you know, the benefit of scheduling teams like Kentucky might be, while that helps recruiting, doesn't uh, wouldn't be balanced off by playing teams in conferences like the Sun Belt, the Atlantic Sun, and some of the stronger conferences there. Would that perhaps help more for tournament consideration down at the end of the season? No, no, no. What happens when you play a, a, a one of the top RBI teams, you gain points. And and so, like, if your RPI is about fifty, I would say it's seventy-five, and you play at Kentucky, you may you may you may go up to about eighty after playing Kentucky if you lost. But if you played that Sun Belt team or whatever, and you win, you you would stay at seventy-five or may take a couple steps backwards. Wow! So actually, losing to a, a team as strong as Kentucky with with that level of schedule will help you more than winning against some of those other teams. Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, what they normally do is keep you status quo, meaning if, if, if you're at a 75, you'll probably stay around 75 in that category. But if you, if you beat them on the road is when you take a big jump. When you take a big jump, like if you're at 75 and you beat one of those, those good teams that are in the Sun Belt or one of those kind of conferences, you'll go from a 75 down to a 65. But on, uh, if, but if you play the Kentucky, you could go down to a sixty-five. I mean, down to a, say a seventy if you're at seventy-five, just because you played Kentucky and you lost. Now, no telling if you beat one of them. That's why we were thirty-four two years ago when we went into Vanderbilt and beat Vanderbilt, who was number six in the country. There you go, Vashon. There's the answer to that question. Thank all you guys coming in with the chat room, man. This is great, man. I love it. First time to talk some hoops, and I know you're excited. You guys had your Viking Madness last weekend and got things really gearing up now. You've only got, what, one preseason game. You've got Lake Erie at the uh, at the Wolstein Center, am I right? 
Right. And what you do is you, you're allowed to. And we 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 only play one, and the other one can see you're allowed a scrimmage game as well that would take the place of one of them. And the scrimmage game will be against another Division One team. This year we're playing Central Michigan. So, and you know, each year we, we want to play a scrimmage game. We want to see how we play and fit against some of the, you know, the other high, uh, Division One teams. Oh, okay. So that there you go. And then, what is it, November 5th, you guys have Lake Erie. And then the following Saturday, the 9th, is when you guys tip things off, the game you already referred to with Iona, 2 p.m. Oh, there, home be, opener. I mean, you need to come out to that game. If you want to come out to a game, uh, they're, they're one of the highest-scoring teams in the country. And they're, and they're very athletic. And, then you know, they were an NCAA team last year. So, uh, and they're expecting to go back again this year. So this will be a good challenge for us and a good test. Man, Coach Waters, I'm excited. I know you are too, and I can't wait to catch up with you throughout the season and see, especially in the early part, and see how this thing – because I know you right now, you know, you put it all together, but now you'll get to see how it all starts to play itself out. And I know that's really the fun part of thing for you is the teaching and then watching it get put into application on the court. Well, and one of the things I really feel good about our schedule is they came out, I think, uh, two or three days ago with the uh, mid-major rankings. And yeah. we we got votes in the mid-major rankings, but in the top 25, we're playing I think uh, eight of them. So that tells you how how stiff our schedule is. And that all of that plays into helping when it comes to RPI and when it comes to how people look at things at the end of the season. As long as you guys have the kind of season that puts yourself there in that conversation. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And each year we're going to do that. We're going to play. We're going to play some good high majors, and we're going to play some very good mid majors. So, you know, when the when when the committee looks at us, they'll say, "Well, they really don't. They played a good schedule. Let's let's see what happens within their conference." That's all. Yeah, that preseason poll you talked about the men's mid major top twenty five. You guys finished thirty fourth, just a few about seventy votes outside of the top twenty five there. So, but as you said, a ton of those teams ahead of you are on your schedule this season. so that On our schedule, and when we get a chance to change that ranking. <laughs> Absolutely. you know, Coach Waters, I thank you so much for joining us, taking time out of your busy schedule. I, I love any chance we get to talk. I had some fun uh, over the summer. It's always been great talking with you as well. I'll tell you guys, for those of you that missed it, Coach was with me over the summer. We we did a, a draft show together for the uh, for the Cavs when they drafted, and that was a, a lot of fun. I just want to tell you, man, I that was a very enjoyable experience, and I thank you so much for joining us there too. Oh, it's always great talking with you. And hey, hey, we got a we got a long season ahead. Oh, you got that right. I look forward. Hey, to And let me mention one thing: you and I talked about the Cavs. I think yeah. they're going to be okay this year. Yeah, me after, too. After after you, you and I had a great talk about that. And after everything, uh, you know, settled, I thought their their agent, their GM, did a great great job. Yeah, I see. You know, uh, you know, you know, you know. I think. What he did was he, he he put in enough, you know, players to help lift him, and give his younger players because he had he had the number one and you it's only it is what it is what your number one is, and and he wanted to give him time to get some experience. Yeah, this season too with the draft the way it was. I mean, we were sitting there. Everybody was kind of like once it, it it's once it shook down. You think about it more. I'm really intrigued, Anthony Bennett. I think that you project forward to what he can be. And I think a year or two from now, maybe, people are looking at that draft totally different than they were that night because you can see what the Cavs were thinking when they drafted him. 
I well, and, and, and sit and think. Now, if he he was your immediate guy, had to be out there, and if and 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 he and, and he got to produce right now, it would be tough on him. Absolutely. But you give him some time and some growth, and 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 still give him minutes. But don't put the pressure like it would be on the other end. You don't know what you can get out of this kid. And I'll tell you what, you and I didn't talk at the time. It hadn't happened yet. Andrew Bynum being added to the mix here. Oh, with this man, team. If, he, if, he, if Andrew, is, and I think he will be healthy, because he and I talked one other day, because we recruited Andrew when I was at Rutgers. And he said he's healthy. And if he and when he gets back, I think it changes the whole dynamics of that team. Me too. I think without him, this team has the depth to, to compete for a playoff spot. I think when you add Andrew Bynum, if he's healthy, that makes this team one of the better teams in the Eastern Conference. I, I, I have the same feeling. And, uh, you know, Tristan Thompson is really getting better and better. You can see it each time Ooh. he steps out on the floor. And then they added, what, what I love is what they added. They added some veterans and some ability to help the other guys. You and know, you know and when, you add, when you add that, you take, now you got uh, Kyrie, who's not getting beat to death playing every minute out there. And, and they that, added, I, like I think, can only Jack. help him. Yeah, Jared Jack, that veteran that you talked about, you know about adding that veteran that can play defense and guard and, and lead. You know, that's, I like a lot of the moves they make. I'm telling you, I'm excited about not just Vikings hoops. I'm excited for some Cavs hoops this year, too. Well, you're excited about Cleveland basketball. I understand. That's right. Absolutely, <laughs> Coach. Thank you so much for joining us. I love talking to you. Okay, you take care of yourself now. You, too. We'll catch up a little bit later on in the season, and we'll keep following this thing along. Okay, take care. You got it. Good luck, Coach. Coach Gary Waters, head coach for the men's basketball team at Cleveland State University and the Vikings. They kick things off, as Coach said, Iona, Saturday, November 9th at the Wolstein Center. And we'll talk more about that as it gets closer. Al Pulowski is going to join us. Chris Moore from CSU Vikings Radio Network going to join us throughout the season. We'll be talking Vikings hoops. Hey, I got a surprise for you. We're going to shift gears when we come back. We're going to talk a little Indians baseball. We'll talk about the logo issue. And we'll talk about perhaps how the recent signing and extension of Tim Lincecum, does that change the market value of guys like Ubaldo and Casimir for the Indians? We're going to talk a little baseball when we come back. And I'm going to be joined by Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTribeWinLastNight.com when we come back live on the Sports Fix. Thank you again, Coach Waters and the CSU Vikings men's basketball team. The Sports Fix. Who's this? The Sultan of Swat. Who? King of Crap. Who? Who? The Great Bambino. We may not always know where we're going, but we do hit all the bases. Make sure your home plate for sports talk is the Sports Fix. Hey guys, as we hit the break, just want to mention the Sports Fix, of course, proud to be partners with Harry Buffalo in North Olmstead, home of each and every Browns game day Sunday, the Sports Fix, broadcasting pre-game, post-game, and halftime shows live in the house. We're giving away prizes, doing some trivia contests, having a great time each and every Browns game. Whether they win or lose on the field, everybody's a winner because we have a party each and every Browns game at the Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Don't forget as well, they've got Coors Light College game day Saturdays. Get all your Buckeye action. They're great drink specials on Sundays. Those hair of the dog pitchers are only $10, and that right there turns a bad day and a frown upside down. All of that, Monday night football, your favorite Browns players watching the game with you, and so much more. The Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, just outside 
Great Northern Mall. We'll see you there for each and every Browns game. Don't forget, Harry Buffalo, proud sponsor of the Sports Face. Join the herd. Hey, Cleveland, this is Tristan Thompson of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to Sports Fix. Have you gotten your copy of Cleveland's Finest yet? Highlighting the best moments, players, and media members in Cleveland sports history? In-depth, personal interviews with some of the top names in Cleveland sports fill the pages of this incredible book. Cleveland's Finest by Vince McKee is this year's must-have book for every Cleveland sports fan. Available now at Amazon.com. Just in time for the holidays. This is your home run present. Whether it's an oil change or a new set of tires... Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck has you covered for your car care needs. They're your neighborhood quick service experts. They also offer a low price tire guarantee. Choose from 13 brands, and if you find the same tires at a lower price within 30 days, Quick Lane at Valley Ford will refund the difference. 5715 Canal Road, right under the 480 Bridge in Valley View. Come see why life is better in the Quick Lane. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Signs and Ship, the official printing source of the Sports Fix. Quality printing at affordable prices. Find out more at signsandship.com. The Fix is in. The Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. Man, see, things started off all crazy, things blowing up and exploding in the background. You guys don't know. I was like Lee Majors. I was the fall guy over here, man, you know? But we got it all together. The show got picking up and rolling. Thank you so much to Coach Waters for joining us. Thanks to everybody in the chat room that I can finally see, and that's why I was able to ask your questions of Coach. And so appreciate everybody for sticking with the rough beginning and we got things rolling and we're going to just keep it rolling on because in just a minute you hear it in the background i love any excuse i get to roll out some indians fever baby we're going to shift and talk a little indians baseball the world series kicked off you know what i I can't lie about a couple things here real quick before i go to the phone lines as we're referencing the world series kicking off first off that thing got started last night and after about 30 seconds, I realized I don't like either one of these teams. And I don't have any interest in watching these guys in the World Series. But uh, it's just the big market stuff. But, man, hey, so much for me telling you what I thought. Because here I'm talking about the the pitching wizardry of the, of the St. Louis Cardinals and how they're going to go out there and do this and do that. And they didn't do none of it last night. That's for sure, as the Boston Red Sox kick things off with the victory and take a one to nothing lead there in the series. But anyways, welcome back to the Sports Fix. J-Rock with you, and we're going to talk a little bit about baseball. I want to talk to my man Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTryWinLastNight.com about a couple of things here. Let's start, perhaps, with the newest uh, Indian story to come out. They put out their yearly end of the season thing that they send out to season ticket holders and stuff like that and once again the issue of chief wahoo appears to be up in the air as they're polling their fans asking if people are offended and you know it stems from the whole thing that's going on with the redskins i mean this is a never-ending thing to me just for those of you that haven't heard me say it before I'm going to put it out there now. I think there's a huge difference between the term Redskins and the Cleveland Indians. That's just my thought, period. But I'll talk to Mike Brandenberry about that next. Mike, how you doing, my man? Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTribeWinLastNight.com. J-Rock, how are you? Thanks for having me. 
hey, thanks for being here. I know it was touch and go whether we could do it. That's why I, it was like a big surprise. Like I just said, we're going to be talking some tribe a little bit later on in the show. And I left it kind of banana, vanilla out there and said, all right. And then, boom, surprise. Mike Brandenberry is going to join us because I know it was touch and go. Thank you so much for making some time. Hey, no problem. Usually when I show up, it's a negative surprise. So if you made it sound like a positive oh. one, then, hey, that's a good thing. I'll take Come it. Come on. Let's <laughs> not go there, man. Speaking of not going there, I wish they would stop going there with the Chief. That's where I want to start with you. I mean, here we are again, the Indians asking their fans, should, you know, do, are you offended by, what are your thoughts? I truly believe the term Redskins to me feels much more like a racial slur than the Indians, the Cleveland Indians to me. I, I just don't feel the same feeling that I could see people having for the Redskins. And even then, it's a sports team. But I at least understand that argument. I don't get the problem with the Indians. Yeah, I, I agree with you that the term Redskins, I think, is definitely a derogatory term. Right. I'm not really sure how anyone could try to justify that it's not. Um, but as far as the Indians go, I guess the way I look at it is, you know, when you start debating levels of how it offends someone, you know, I, I don't know that that's a road you really want to go down. And, and if right. your best argument is that it's less offensive than Redskins, I'm not sure that's something you want to hang your hat on either. I mean, obviously, I, um, spoiler alert, I'm not a Native American. Um, the term <laughs> Indian doesn't, doesn't offend me. And it, to me, this is kind of one of those, it's like, a, I don't want to say a regurgitated issue from time to time but that's kind of kind of what it's become um you know i mean to me a lot of schools you know i know miami of ohio got away from it years ago so did stanford um to me personally i'm kind of indifferent to it um and i'm probably in the minority in that regard and that i guess i don't really feel that passionately one way or the other i mean if if it offends people, um, if it offends Native Americans, then, you know, that's not something that I personally really want to be, you know, a big supporter of. I mean, I, I personally, myself, I, I don't want to be a part of something that, that puts other people down. Um, I feel like we don't hear a lot about it. And, you know, I guess my question will be, do we not hear a lot about it because it's not really an issue until you know, someone makes it an issue or are people really making it an issue and they're just doing it from time to time? I don't know. Um, you know, I guess to me, I, I think if it was a big issue, we would hear about it on a pretty regular basis. But, you know, I, I would say too, if, uh, if the Indians came out today and they said, we're, we're changing our name, um, you know, I, I don't think I would be up in arms. I wouldn't be one of those people that, that uh, said, well, it's been the Indians since 1908 or 09, I believe. I'm, I might be missing the year there, but um, you know, I, I could I could deal with a name change if that's a route that they wanted to go. Um, and if they stick to it, I'd be okay with that too. Um, to me, you know, the the history of the franchise and, and and what it stands for, the Cleveland baseball franchise, would matter more to me. Um, you know, as long as as long as Bob Feller is still the all-time winning pitcher of the team that I root for, and Larry Doby's number is retired, and you know, as long as that's all still the same, 
I mean, for the most part, you can call them whatever you want in my book. And so I guess I kind of stand in the middle on this one. But Bob Feller won all those games as a Cleveland Indian. Larry Doby was a Cleveland Indian. Like, I don't uh, – see, I disagree there. I, I'm changing the name. What are you going to – with the Cleveland Comets? I mean, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, the Indians are the Indian. I can at least see people making an argument for the logo, although I was going to go there next. I think the logo – maybe 40 years ago, the logo was done in a way that could be seen as derogatory, but now it's just – it's an, it's not even it's not even a representation of anything else. I think Chief Wahoo is 100% just a representation affiliated with the Cleveland Indians. I don't think people look at it and think it means anything else. They just look at it and go, "Oh, that's the Cleveland Indians." Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think in some regards the the red face, I can see where people, you know, take offense to that, but, but it's a I mean, I also logo, think it's, a, it's a cartoon. Face. Um, you know, I mean, we also have cartoons, you know, where a lot of other characters do things that aren't actual and, and true representations of what they are. So, I mean, again, I guess I kind of stand in the middle. If they decide to change the logo and cut the name, you know, I, you won't see me at the, you know, Free the Chief rally, I suppose. But, <laughs> but, but you know, at, in the same regard, if they keep it, you know, you won't see me protesting either, I suppose. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, to me, what the what the franchise stands for and what it is means more than just the name. I mean, I guess, and and maybe I'm becoming a little more desensitized to that because we change names and um, logos and colors in sports all the time now for marketing reasons, and and you know that's something that didn't used to happen. But you know, there's a a good number of people that still refer to where the Indians play as Jacobs Field, but it's Progressive Field. And if you say Progressive Field, I mean, people know what you're talking about. People don't say where. Um, so, you know, to me, you know, that building, you know, stands for something, stands for baseball and stands for, you know, a lot of good memories in my life. And, you know, you can call it whatever you want if they take, you know, the progressive name off of it someday and, and name it something else, you know, that, that building still symbolizes something to me. So, you, you know, that's kind of, I guess the same way I feel about the Indians is, that, you know, you, you name them the Cleveland spiders or the, you know, the Cleveland, whatever, I, I, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it, it still represents the, the baseball team and the organization that I've rooted for my entire life. I hear you. I'm telling you, it, the rest of the fan base is not going to be as easy going about it as you. They won't change <laughs> the uniforms on the Browns. They, they, they Listen, change does not come well with the Cleveland sports fan. And look, I get that because I am. I understand people that get into tradition. And that's see, I'm kind of. I'm kind of in the middle to you. And yes, Charles, it is still the Jake to me, too. He can call it progressive field all he wants, but it's still the Jake to me. Anyways, I'm just kind of not as far on your end as far as indifferent to it, because to me, I just have a hard time looking at it and seeing. And I understand that I'm not a Native American either. Surprise. But I just have a hard time looking at it, you know, but I look at it and I go, I just don't see what offends anybody like I can look. I can get the term Braves even, like, was at one point a derogatory term. Like, 
I don't think the word Indians was ever used derogatory to speak to Native Americans. That's just what they were called before the term adapted to Native Americans. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I don't I don't see it. And then I look at the chief, and I know the old chief looks much more offensive, but I look at it now, and I don't even see a red face. This is just me, Jerry, just telling you what I see. I don't even see it as a red face. I see it as a red logo. Like, it's just the feathers red, too. It's not just the face, the whole thing. It's the color scheme of the team. I don't know. To me... I don't see it, but like you said, I mean, I wouldn't want anything that offended a ton of people, too. I don't know. End of the day, we could do this all the time, and we'll probably do it again in the spring or whatever. But what do you think are the odds that the Indians do anything, or do you think that it's just simply a checking the pulse of the fan base to make sure that there's not a huge majority that wants them to change it? I think that's exactly what it is. I think you hit hit, uh, hit, hit the nail right on the head there. Um, you know, I think... Uh, you know, they're just checking the pulse. I don't think you have any, if you're one of these diehard, don't change the names. Like it sounds like you are. I think you should ah. sleep easy tonight, Jerry. I think, I think your Indians will be there come spring and they'll be it's there, like you that. know, for, for the, for the future. It's not like that. Like you've made it sound. It's not diehard. Don't change the name. It's just, I just don't see a reason why. Like if, if, that, if that's all, I just, I don't know, whatever, man. I mean, Teams change that stuff all the time, like you said, but we'll have to see. I mean, I got comments coming in like crazy. I haven't had one person yet say, yes, they should change it. And I get Bruce in here talking about put the chief back on the hat. Now, that that is the one place you can see that the Indians have definitely bowed a little bit over the last decade to the public relations side because we've talked about how they slowly transitioned their primary logo to be in the block C, and they've still used the chief, but they've just they've transitioned to where – Everything they put out has the block C on it, and the, the Wahoo is definitely a very secondary logo. Yeah, I, definitely. They've definitely, um, you know, pushed the Chief to the back. And I agree with you. I like the Chief as a logo. I mean, my only comment in, in kind of being indifferent is if it offends people. Right. You know, then, then I'm, you know, I'm open to listening. You'll. That's where I guess, you know, I won't ever be, you know, diehard passionate one way or the other because I guess I don't really know how that makes people feel and i mean i understand that most indians fans like the name indians and like the logo and i mean i'll be the first to admit i bought a hat this summer and i i purposely sought out looking for the chief wahoo hat and um you know i have students in school that know i'm a diehard indians fan and jokingly call me chief wahoo and i take that as a compliment (laughs) not as a you know not as a a negative sign or any kind of put down in any way. So, I mean, I like that that's, you know, something that, that people equate me with. So I just, my only view is, you know, if, if it offends people and like you said, I mean, I think we could talk about this forever. And if you eliminate, you know, and if you eliminate everything that offends everyone, you know, we'll, uh, we won't have a show anymore and we won't have a lot of other stuff because we'll (laughs) always be hurting everybody's feelings no matter what. And you know what? There's another point that people can make where, you know, in a very liberal society, when it comes to court cases and judgments nowadays, like you said, you can't offend anybody. This thing has also gone through the courts several times and has never been struck down as far as any, you know, any unconstitutionality. So, I mean, it's definitely a very niche argument. It's one that's going to come up every year at at spring training and season opening time. And then right now it's just big again 
because of the whole thing with the Redskins and everything else. And that, to me, that's where that is different. Like, I would not, and hey, I'm not a Redskins fan. I'm sure there's Redskins fans that would go, shut your mouth, Jerry. But I definitely can see people having a problem with that because, to me, that's an actual derogatory term. You know what I'm saying? Like, just like you could use for any other race. To me, now, that's that's where I could definitely see but at the same time, they can look at us and say, well, it's our team. But that one, at least you could say, man, that's actually like, that's bad. Like that one, I could see people putting up an argument. But at the same time, you know, it, it's different here. I don't know. I guess it's because we live here. Right. But I don't think it is. I think I look at it objectively. I just, I'm not looking at it like, well, I'm from Cleveland, so I don't want to change my team. I see a definite difference between the two. Hey, I want to shift off of that real quick. I want to ask sure. you, looking at Tim Lincecum this week, is he, you know, because three days after this thing ends, whether it's a couple of days from now or a week from now, we're getting close to the end of the season, and we're getting to the point where some decisions start getting made quickly because three days after the last game of the World Series, the Indians are on the clock with these free agents. What do you think about a couple of these signings starting to go down? Do you think the market's already getting bigger for the value of a contract for Ubaldo and perhaps Scott Casimir as well? I think the value for Ubaldo's contract is shifting. I'm not sure it's increasing. Um, I don't know if you ever saw the tweet that I put out. I, you know, I got a lot of dialogue on, you know, if you had a choice from this point moving forward, would you want Tim Lincecum or would you want Ubaldo Jimenez? And in my mind, they're very comparable down to, you know, um, when they're on, they're at their best. When they're off, they're at their worst. And mechanical issues and, you know, the highs and lows of their career are very comparable. Um, to me, I think it's very interesting that Lincecum took a two-year deal. And I can see where that hurts Ubaldo because, to me, Ubaldo is a guy who would start out asking for four years and settle for three Ubaldo has three or has six years of service time, and if you can get the ten full years of service time, you get a full major league pension, and that's yeah, what a pension. lot of guys target when they get the free agency. But I don't see where he can ask for that four mil or for that fourth year at this point when a guy is comparable to him as Lincecum settles for two. And I think the other part is the value of the contract. You know, we've I've read reports on MLB trade rumors and and a number of other people that think that he would get around $13 million a year. And Lincecum really kind of obliterated that. So, I mean, you kind of go to another another realm when you get to 17 and a half. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, really, for almost any pitcher, maybe with the exception of your very, very top-of-the-line guys, and I don't think we're talking about that with Lincecum or Jimenez. So, to me, I'm surprised by how much the contract was. I'm surprised that the years are shorter. But I guess if you want to play the other side of that coin, if you're the Indians, if you were willing to give Jimenez a three-year, $39 million deal, if you're looking if you're looking at Ubaldo and you're thinking that that's a fair market value, the idea of maybe only having him for a couple years, I mean, there there is, to me... That's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, there's some sanity in only being, um, you know, tied to Ubaldo for a couple years because if it goes bad, 
you can get away from it quickly. And and if it goes well, then I guess it'll cost you more money in the long run. But um, if you're if you're willing to give them thirty nine, what difference does it make too much if you're willing to give them thirty nine over three years or thirty nine over two? Because I guess in some ways, if you're only tied to them for two years, that might not be so bad. Going to be interesting. Actually, Lincecum, too, how much of the, his deal, the difference between his last deal and this one, how much of that was a hometown discount, and how much of that is changing in the market value? Because he just came off a $41 million two-year deal, signs a second one that's, what, eight, eight and a half million less than the one that he just came off of. Right, and I think, you know, some of that, I think the value of his contract and maybe, you know, something that the Ubaldo Jimenez camp will be able to use is that, you know, Lincecum was taking a pay cut, and Ubaldo's not going to be in the area to take a pay cut. Um, you know, Ubaldo is on the upward swing, where as comparable as they are, you know, Ubaldo has worked through his issues, and it's easy to argue that, you know, the last three or four months and most of this season, he looked like the Ubaldo Jimenez from 2010, where you can't say that Lincecum is a guy that looks like he's at his peak. And, and so he really took a paid cut from a contract that he probably was overvalued at, where, you know, Jimenez is probably looking to get his peak value at this point. So, I mean, I'm sure at this point, Ubaldo Jimenez and his agent are trying to come up with a list of ways that he is different from Tim Lincecum and not comparable. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, Vashon in the chat room has a comment. I'm kind of in the same room as him. I just can't see, Vashon says, can't see Ubaldo sign him for two years. It's got to be three or more. I, I think I think with his uncertainty and with his track record the last few years, I agree with you guys. The agent has to be thinking it's got to be a three-year deal or not. But, you know, it's just a matter of, I was just curious your thoughts on how much that affects it. I, I mean, I'd really like, and I think they're working behind the scenes. I'd, I'd really like to see the Indians, if they're going to keep him, move quickly. Because I think the longer that you wait, the the more you cost yourself. The quicker you get him signed, the less likely that somebody signs a crazy deal with the Red Sox or the Yankees or somebody and just throws the market completely out of whack. Sure, and the and the Indians, you know, they have the right to negotiate with him solely for this month of October, um, while the postseason still plays out. And I think you're exactly right. I mean, you never know what happens this week. You know, what if what if the Red Sox lose in six games and they get a you know a terrible start from Clay Buckholz, who's you know rumored to be injured or something, and the next thing you know, they feel like they were a game away from from a World Series victory. Then money doesn't matter. Then they're willing to you know, give a player and an agent whatever they want. So I agree with you. Acting quickly is in their best interest while they're really the only people still at the table. Exactly, because once the winner hits, I, to me, whoever's looking for pitchers, Ubaldo's got himself right up at the top of the list of the guys that you're looking for. And like you said, once one of those teams says, this is what we need, you can't control how much money they're going to spend. So to me, I think they, that if they don't get it done, perhaps within the first couple of weeks of free agency kicking off for Ubaldo, then I think each day that goes by, you get further and further away from any chance that he stays here in Cleveland. Yeah, I would agree completely. The longer it drags on, the less of their chances, because you're going to, the line will get longer of people making their pitch. 
That's it. And then you got to start. So that's why that's why I expect to move it. But that's also why they're going to cast a wide net. We've talked about that. Mike, I know you've got to go. I've got to get up to the break. I appreciate you, like I said, moving your schedule around to join us. And, you know, let's talk. You know, by this time next week, we could very well be heading into the postseason or into the offseason officially because who knows how this World Series is going to go down. So then we'll really start getting into the nitty gritty of seeing exactly what direction this offseason is going to take. I think it's going to be a fun one. Action packed. Oh, that's, that right. uh, that's what I think. Absolutely. Mike Brandenberry from Did the Tribe Win Last Night.com. Last words. Hey, how's the uh, 1948 replay going? 48 replay is going great. We got a, another night game tonight, so make sure you follow hashtag 48 replay on Twitter and, and check the site, Did the Tribe Win Last Night.com slash 1948. The season of champions rolls on. 1948, I was telling people, today's also the anniversary of the Indians' first postseason World Series victory since 1948. 1995, it was today that they came home uh, down 0-2 and won that first game of the of the home part of the World Series. I was there. There you go. Indians fever, baby. Hopefully next year a whole bunch of us are saying we were there in the World Series too. We're going to find out because that starts here in the next few weeks. Take it easy, my man. Mike Brandenberry from DidTheTryWinLastNight.com. I'm J-Rock. This is the Sports Fix. We will be right back wrapping things up, talking to little Cavs. They're wrapping things up for the preseason. We're going to talk about that when we come back live on the Sports Fix. There's something, I'll say there's something kind of about a kid that's never played baseball. Throwing you the best sports commentary in town, the Sports Fix. I'll tell you what, whether you just started listening to the show today or you've been listening since the beginning of the Sports Fix, you know that our thing is how proud we are to be from Cleveland, to be in Cleveland, and to get the opportunity to broadcast and represent Cleveland to the world live right here on the Sports Fix each and every weekday. Well, I'll tell you what, that same sentence could just replace the word Sports Fix with our friends GV Art and Design and have the same statement because GV Artwork, you guys have seen their stuff all over town, makers of some of the best Cleveland sports apparel you'll ever see. Unique, original designs. Fantastic. They say Cleveland that I love, and then they put it on their chest, and they put it on your chest, too. Don't forget, we tell you all the time, use the sales code FIX. Any purchase you make with GVArtwork.com, you'll save 10% on your total purchase just for letting them know that you heard about it right here on the Sports Fix. So whether you check them out, GVArtwork.com, or check out the brand-new store in Lakewood on Detroit Avenue, they are fantastic people with a fantastic product, Cleveland, that we all can love. GV Art and Design. It's not just a shirt. It's a statement. It's an addiction. The Sports Fix will be right back. Football season is party season at Harry Buffalo North Olmstead, And no matter who you root for, everyone wins at Harry Buffalo. Every Sunday, the Sports Fix is broadcasting live with giveaways and prizes and joining you in watching all the Browns action with, with Bud, Bud Light, Light beer, beer specials and $10 hair of the dog pictures. Hey, baby, let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. That's some fun. Plus, every Monday night, catch the Monday night football action with some of your favorite Browns players. Football season is most definitely party season, and your headquarters is Harry Buffalo North Olmstead. Harry Buffalo. Buffalo. Join the herd. Back in 1990, when I joined Herb in the booth, you could say that first game was when I became a lifelong Tribe fan. 
Something about Cleveland made us want to stay and call it our home, raise our family here. I can promise you one thing, home or on the road, I feel what you folks feel, what you feel every game. Cleveland fans are passionate and pretty vocal. I respect that. This is our team. This is our town. This is a tribe town. Portions of the Sports Fix brought to you by Quick Lane at Valley Ford Truck, home of the low price tire guarantee. Quicklane.com slash Valley Ford Truck. Hi, this is Earl Clark from the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're listening to the Sports Fix. Welcome back to the Sports Fix, streaming live here on the sportsfix.net. I'll tell you what, today's been another jam-packed show. Unbelievable, even with the craziness at the beginning of the show. And it's been, man, we've been all over the place today. I mean, we've touched a little bit of everything. I love it. That's what we try to do. We just try to we just try to be different, a little bit different from everybody else. We try to, I don't know, man. Whatever we try to do, it's what we do every day here at noon on the Sports Fix. And apparently you guys like it, and we love having you with us. Thanks to everybody that's been with us today. First off, before I even get caught up with this last segment, I want to thank CSU Vikings head coach Gary Waters for joining us. Always a good time. Can't wait to catch up with Coach in about a month or two and see how the early part of the season's going. I truly have so much respect for Coach Waters. For those of you that were with us, Remember, at the Cavs draft party when we were live at the Harry Buffalo out in North Olmstead, Coach Waters was my special co-host. And, man, I learned more in that hour and a half of broadcasting and, and communicating and talking basketball with Coach than, than probably my whole life. It was just a great experience. He's a great man. Um, the, the kids that play for him if, really uh, very lucky, very blessed, and their families are too because all, all BS aside, Coach Waters is the man and uh, this season's going to be a good one for the Vikings, man. He's a good one to have out there, and it's going to be fun for Cleveland basketball. Like Coach said, get the Vikings, you know, uh, Buckeyes hoops, if, if that's your thing. But here in Cleveland, you got the Vikings and the Cavaliers, too. Like Coach said, man, going to be – he was with me when they drafted Anthony Bennett, and we were both, you know, caught a, a guard by that. But but as he said, when you look at it down and you see that they're not going to plug him in and they've got the luxury of working him in, I mean, it could end up being something – you know, seen from afar, different than it was seen from up close. Last night, looking at, did you guys see the game last night? Second half, the Cavaliers, you know, treading water, and Washington took the win last night. But I was looking more at the first half. Cavaliers looked very, very good in the first half of that game. Tristan Thompson, I'm telling you, what we've seen, the shades of what we've seen from him here, he finishes last night with 17 points, 14 boards, but he had a double-double within the first 10 minutes of game time that he had last night. I mean, he had, what, 10 points and nine boards, and I looked at the thing. It was under 10 minutes. It was nine minutes and some change, and he's at or, or, it, then he breaks the double-double. And I'm like, get out of here, man. I mean, he is definitely taking it to another level. And Kyrie Irving as well. You like the way he's played. I liked, I liked some of the stuff I saw with him and Jared Jack out on the floor together, even though Jared Jack played very limited amount of minutes last night. Uh, I think once he gets back into it, but looking again, when you look at the box scores from the entire preseason, the thing that sticks out to you is the did not play. When you look at the bottom of the list and and you see Zeller, Bynum, Waiters, Carrick Felix, Sergey Karasev, CJ Miles. I mean, there's your depth of your team. I mean, that when you look at those guys not playing, 
and you realize how well the Cavaliers have looked and have played in the development of some of these guys throughout the preseason, that's where that optimism comes from. And that's where that's where that feel-good comes from. They wrap things up tonight. They're on the road with the Bobcats here tonight, and then that's it. Then you start, what are they down to? 19 guys on the roster. You've got to get down to 15 before you kick things off next week. Fred McLeod's going to join us. I'm going to set things up. Hopefully tomorrow I can tell you guys exactly what day Freddie McLeod's going to join us next week, and we'll preview the Cavalier season with Fred and, as well, talk a little bit about Cleveland's finest, the voice of the Cavaliers on Fox Sports Ohio. Fred McLeod, always a great time when he's here on the show. But, you know, he's excited. I've talked to him off the air. A lot of people excited about the Cavaliers and what they got going. And we are down, like I said, less than a week away. And, you know, they made, uh, well, oh, by the way, the announcement today, for those of you that are heading out to the home opener, it's going to be, uh, what are they giving away? T-shirts, a couple of other uh, uh, prizes that they're giving away, a big promotional night. Uh, so it's going to be a big deal. It's, it's exciting. Uh, going to be a good time to see the first, the first regular season look at these guys. And, and I'll tell you what, too. I expect a very, not just a pumped-up atmosphere because it's always pumped up and they're debuting this year's video and all of that stuff, but going to be an emotional return, I think, of Coach Brown to the queue. I mean, we, he's already been there in the preseason, but I think we know there's a difference between the you know, 9, 10, 11,000 that are going to come out to a preseason game and that fervor and that atmosphere that's going to be there at the beginning of the season with Coach Brown coming back to the queue. So, all of that, the preseason stuff ends tonight, and then it starts to get real. I don't, who do you guys think here, as as we wrap things up, looking at this roster? I mean, these guys have fought. Adela Vadova last night didn't do himself any favors, 0 for 6 from the floor, so 0 for 4 from 3 points. I think that he may have lost a little bit of ground to Jermaine Taylor there. I mean, you can see in the plus minus, and that's a, the other thing, too, when you look at the, the breakdown of the game, you know, the big difference when they emptied the bench there in the second half than in the first half, and that's why you saw such a difference in play. But you know, you've already you've already started to lop a couple of those names off there. So you you got to think that there's not a chance that Desana Jop makes this team. I don't think we saw anything in the preseason that would make you think any differently. He was a body in there, you know, to take. So he was given an opportunity. Don't get me wrong, but I think he knew there was a very, very, very limited opportunity for him to do something there. But Jermaine Taylor. To me, if I've got to pick one guard out of out of those two, if I've got to choose between him and I know Mike Brown likes the defense, and I do too of Matt Del- Delvadova. I think he, I like some of his game, but man, I really like a lot of the stuff that I've seen from Jermaine Taylor. You know, um, I don't know about you guys, but I think that he can defend. I think that he's he's athletic. I really like him. I, I think either one of those guys, one of them definitely is making the team. Maybe both of them do. I don't. I don't know. I think it depends maybe on the final breakdown of who makes it and who doesn't. Maybe both of them for the first 10 days of the season if somebody still needs some backup. But otherwise, I don't know. I know that that's a close one. I personally like Taylor more than Della Vadova, but I think Mike Brown is the opposite. I think Mike Brown is leaning towards keeping Della Vadova, which calls him a bulldog, and he's re- he really likes the way he defends. So I think, I think that's what Coach is looking at. But if it was me, I would go with Taylor, no doubt. And then, you know, looking at the bigs, too, you've got to look at how that breaks down. I think, again, you're looking at a situation where a guy or two probably makes the opening roster for the first stretch, whether it's 10, 20 days, however long it is. I think that's just going to depend on your look at Tyler Zeller, how quickly you anticipate getting him back, how quickly, of course, Andrew Bynum changes that whole rotation as well. So, And I agree with Bruce. He just said in the chat room, I really like the majority 
of the guys that they've got left there, the 18 or so guys. So this is that's a good problem to have, number one. That's a good problem to have. And plus, we're down to 18, which means the three that do get cut here are all going to play in Canton unless they get signed by another big league club. So most likely they'll be in Canton and there'll be a phone call away. So even if they don't start, some combination of Taylor, Della Vadova, Sims, Kaji, you'll see those guys, I think, within the first month or two of the season. As we know, we talked about it, the Cavs big on giving guys developmental opportunities and using the D-League players in those 10-day contracts. So I would expect no matter which ones make the team starting out of the gate here, that we're all we're going to get a chance to see all of them. And, and as I said, some of that's going to be whether Zeller's back quicker, you know, if he's back in the first week of the season or if he needs a, a few days to get himself back into game shape. And, of course, the big question mark is Andrew Bynum, and that's going to – he's getting closer. I, I If I had to put a – if I had to, like, pick a date, if you said, hey, when do you think – Andrew Bynum's going to play some ball. I would say I think you see him in a Cavaliers jersey on the court before the month of December. I, I don't know. Yeah, I couldn't get you any closer than that, but I do think he's close enough there that, and I and it could be sooner than that, and it could be longer than that. Who knows? Because at any day, no matter how far along he is, you could hear the dreaded there was a setback, but thus far, no. And I'm talking to Coach, and I talked off the air, on the air. You heard what he said, too. Uh, he's talked to Andrew Bynum, and, and he also feels that Bynum's healthy and that he's going to contribute. And if he does, it's a difference maker. So Bruce Wood says Christmas. I say before December, you see Andrew Bynum make his debut for the Cavaliers. If so, then that's music to all of our ears. We'll see about that. But that's going to play a role into whether Sims or Kaji, how much time they get going forward at the beginning of the season. All those decisions, they come after tonight's game. It's the Cavs and the Bobcats on the road. And then, like I said, I expect pretty quickly. I wouldn't be surprised if tomorrow or the next day those final cuts go down so that Coach can have his roster set and ready leading into the final practices and the final days before the game. All right, we're going to wrap things up here. Watch that Cavaliers game tonight because we're going to talk about it tomorrow. Whew, tomorrow, jam-packed show tomorrow. We've got Jonathan Knight, the sports writer extraordinaire, joining us. We do our Browns preview every Friday. That means Jeff Gorman from Browns101.com. He's got your Kansas City Chiefs breakdown. And then Ryan Ruiz from the Inscriber with his dog bones to victory. We'll break it down from all sides, give you our predictions and everything. Plus, we'll talk about the Cavaliers wrapping up the preseason. World Series continues and so much more tomorrow. Noon, same bat time, daddy. Same bat channel. Where else but live? Right here on the sportsfix.net. And right here on the Sports Fix. Until then, have a good one. Enjoy some Cavs basketball tonight. We'll see you tomorrow. We love you, Cleveland. Whatever you do tonight, have fun doing it. Be happy doing it. We'll see you tomorrow. Love you. Peace. I saw